Hi, you're listening to Archosaur D&D. This series contains content not quite suitable for children, so viewer discretion is advised. And welcome back to Archosaur D&D. Um, yeah, for you guys, it would have only been about a couple minutes. For us, it's been an entire week. So we're continuing where we left off. Um, and if I remember correctly, it was Lacera's turn to look around the room, see what's going on after killing these assassins. And, and their uh, familiars. Little imps. Little imp familiars. Uh, um, we were trying to decide which door we were going to go in, since you said there was one by Suka, Tizzy, and up by Rost, and then across from me to the left is a little short stairwell. Yes. Uh, so which do we want to go in first? Suka? I mean, since we're right, since I'm right next to one, might as well check it out. Poke your head in. Have Tizzy poke their head in the other one. Yeah. All right. All right. I think I'm gonna move. I'll move over by Tizzy. Okay. Go ahead and poke my head in that one. All right. So you're gonna open that door. Yeah. All right. See if it's openable. You reach for the handle and you turn it, and it feels stuck. Just the door handle feels stuck. Mm. Um, like you feel you you, you feel it you feel it give a little bit, but then it stops, and you go to push on it, and the door is still closed. Alright, I'm gonna twist it just a little harder, see if I can loosen whatever might be jamming it. Alright, um, give me a strength check for that. Alrighty. See, that's just... I think I might have broke the handle. Okay, what was your roll? Oh, a tw okay. 16 <laughs> <Yeah>. plus 4. <laughs> 16 plus 4 is a 20. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's uh, what I said. I think I so might have broke no, the barbarian, you, you, gets angry, and breaks the door. No, you, no you, I just twist it, and I forgot I was wearing a certain pair of gloves. Yeah, no, you, you didn't break the handle. Oh, yeah, you have the ogre strength gauntlets. Yeah, yes. You didn't break the handle, but you but you do feel the ha this kind of pop in in the in the handle, and the handle snaps downward. It's it's like a, a one of those handle doors, oh, not a, a not a knob. Yeah, it's a lever handle. And as you as you twist the lever handle, it like snaps down. And when you let it, it, when you open the door and let it go, it's kind of swinging. But you still open the door, and beyond is an empty room. Um, looking inside of it, you see that there's a uh, a few uh, clay pots, some candles that are that are lining the walls. Um, a couple, be uh, not a couple bedrolls, uh, a couple places where. 
Uh, looked like camp, small campfires were made, small controlled campfires, so that they could make some kind of food down here. Another stairwell. And beyond is, yes, another stairwell with another door. Okay, uh... Well, Suka, you want to pop your head in the other one? Uh, there's nothing here but another stairwell. Uh, yeah, I will, uh, jiggle the handle, see if it's locked or stuck as well. Okay, um, you turn, you turn the handle, and it turns easily, and you're like, oh, okay, you push on the door, and it, it just, it stops, it doesn't move. Hmm. Your drink's right next to you. do 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 yeah. I ordered the Drake to ram the door. Okay. <laughs> just full on. on, just battering ram style. Go on ahead and give me a, a strength roll for your Drake. <clears throat> let me scroll down. See if he's got a charge attack. Uh, let me just scroll down to my Drake. I get to add my proficiency bonus to like all its ability checks or something. I believe so. Uh, yes, that's how he works. <clears throat> so my proficiency bonus is currently what five or six? Uh, Let me see. Five. Okay, yeah, five. Yeah, your profi- your proficiency five. bonus is five. Oh shit! Uh, twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay, uh, the door crash. Yeah, the door crashes in, and <laughs> the it essentially falls off its hinges. You can actually see on the right hand side. Um, there was this little, this little hole where it seems like there was kind of a it was dead bolted, and if and now that you really take a good look at the door, you see that it actually has a key mechanism on it where that deadbolt would be. The deadbolt's now bent out of shape because, you know, metal will bend, stone doesn't. And as it's laying on the floor, you look in and see that there is some supplies. It seems like this was used as a storage room, uh, some like for food and for um, different types of weaponry. You do see... Okay. On the back wall over here, where I'm pinging, yeah, is a table that has some like vials of things on it. Ooh. Well, don't mind if I do. Uh, I'm gonna head over to it and let's see. What am I? Um, I have tinker tools, mason tools, jeweler tools, and a loot. Uh, okay, well, um, this would be just a invest, either investigation or you could use nature, maybe. But I'd say it's more of an investigation yeah. check. Uh, I'll I'll do nature since if it's like alchemical stuff. Yeah, because I was about to say if you have a poisoner's kit, you get advantage, but you don't have a poisoner's kit. Oh, it would be a medicine check. Oh, okay. Uh, 
Okay, dirty 20. Okay, you pick up one of the eight vials that are on there and give it a look and shake it a little bit. It's viscous. And it seems... No, and it's amber in color. And you've seen this coating before. It's the same type of coating that's on one of your daggers. Okay. Um, Applying the... So this is another, like, super poison. Yes. Uh, You also do notice that after using it for a while... Um, pulling out your dagger and examining it, you do notice that the stuff on your dagger is now starting to become dry, and you very quickly look in the scabbard and realize the scabbard on the inside has a spongy surface, and that's also starting to dry out. Okay, I thought um, the whole thing that happened with uh, the dagger is that I was pretty sure this poison stuff was like a type of enchantment. Hence why I paid a dude to switch the enchantment over from a short sword to a dagger. Oh, yeah, it was an enchantment. Uh, 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 uh. Never mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, it is a type of poison. Okay. Maybe this is how the daggers are actually in, you know, I quote unquote enchanted. Yeah, initially. Yeah, in, initial so imbuement. It's like an ingredient to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's say that, yeah. Haha. Oh, it's like uh, the poison palm technique from Baki. Basically, you, by constantly applying the poison over and over, like the poison soaks into the metal, imbuing it with poison. And yeah. At that point, it'll never run out. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, let's say that. So that was yeah. your that was your stuff. Um. Chuck and Diff are kind of milling around. Same thing as Rost. Is there anything you would like them to do? Um, how hurt is Chuck? How hurt is Chuck? Let's see. I think he's blown through his temps. Um, actually, no. Uh, Chuck has not blown through his temps, um, nor his hit points. Let's see, Diff, on the other hand, has blown through all of his temps and some of his hit points. Okay, I'll call Diff over and I'll give him a nice cure wounds. Alright, and Rost uh, is untouched. Alright, I'll give him a cure wounds of second level. Alright. I get to use my fancy new dice that I bought myself. So you want, you want Diff to come it, in the room with you, or are you sending Tizzy over to do it? Uh, I'll just have Diff come over here because I'm too lazy to move. Okay. <laughs> and and while, while you do that, I asked Diff if there's any arrows in the room. <laughs> it, I need a few more. Yeah, he says, um, hold on, she's called me in here for some reason. Yes, Sue, what, what do you need? Um, I tap him on the shoulder and he gains 18 hit points back. Oh, nice. Going ahead and heal him for 18. Make sure it's a plus sign. Yes, I am. So now he's back to full health. He looks like he goes, well, thank you. Look, you may not be the best guide, but you're our guide. (laughs) He chuckles to himself, and um, let's see, that was from this point... 
that was all of his movement to get there. So he wouldn't be able to move back out and uh, check for anything. Or wait, while well, he's while he's in that room. In the room. Yeah, while he's in that room. To see if there was arrows. Let's see an investigation yeah. check. Investigation. He's not good at that, but he rolled a nineteen, so he's got eighteen investigation. Um, looking around the room, he does call out. Um. Uh, I see a small bundle of arrows in here. Not many. Though I do Not see some better than none. Though I, I do see some crossbow bolts. Um, I'm going to be taking those. And he he goes on ahead and like just kind of gathers up the crossbow bolts and puts them in his pack. You said there were like eight vials, uh, counting the one I'm holding. Yes. Are they all the same liquid? Yes. Yeah, are they? Okay. Um, I'm going to take all of them and... I, I just asked... Given the process I described earlier on like how they possibly enchanted the daggers, could I possibly apply this to my short bow? Uh, you'd be like, applying it to the arrows. You'd be applying it to the arrows, but you, you do know uh, with the application of this stuff that you would have to... Over the over the course of several hours, allow it to seep into the arrow. Um, if you want to use it with your arrows, it would be a, as a as a part of your attack action. You would just really quick uncork one and have it set up in such a way that you could dip the arrowhead and fire it, then dip another arrowhead and fire it. It would be a one time use application. Like, I, what I was thinking is, if I applied it to the bow itself, like the little notch where you you know help, you know, rest the arrow. You know, the arrow would constantly rub against that notch. And, like, once, you know, it, once you knock the arrow, the arrow rubs against the notch, which coats it in the poison, and then when you let it go, it's a poisoned arrow. Um, I'd say it would do that to a lesser effect. Be like half the reason So I could probably tinker my bow into, you know, letting it do that as well. Yeah. Uh, but that would take a while. Let's yeah, see. Instead, instead of being seven d six of poison, I'd say it would be three d six of poison. Since it's more the arrow shaft, and you'd have to because it would be running along the arrow rather than the arrow be dripping with the stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I just take for, well. It would take still several hours for me to you know get the poison to soak into the bow. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll just keep the eight vials, and if I need them, I'll use them. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to ask Chuck if he could go gather those arrows that Diff spotted. Okay, so let's see. That's nine plus nine, 18, plus one foot. That's 19. Grabs the arrows... That's another eight feet of movement to get to the door, and then another 13 feet of movement. I'm pretty sure that brings him a little over 30, but that's fine. Back to you. And hands you two bundles of ten arrows. Uh, 
sweet. And he said there wasn't that many. So that brings my total up to 26. Good, good. You'll need them. <laughs> also, you can gather your arrows, um, any of the ones that were not enchanted, from the corpses if you wish. Um, Which I think you only fired one regular arrow. Yeah, and it got incinerated with the imp. It did. That was it. Okay, yeah. So, never mind. My bad. <laughs> so, it's it, back... Right? Oh, what's up? Uh, no, I was just saying anyway. Alright, so... Yes, uh, okay. Um, As the door crashed down... You hear over towards this stairwell. Yeah. The sound of something like, <laughs> "What was that?" Oh. Uh, hey, Rost. Somebody's woke up through this doorway. I think we can catch him by a surprise. Maybe make him talk. You want to come with me and Chuck? Right. He goes. Yes, I will head that way. Let's see, and that's uh, 15 feet of movement to here. Go on ahead and move yourself. All right. Go right to here for the moment. All right, and he... That's another 15 feet of movement. That's just under his movement. He has uh, 50 feet of movement. <laughs> So, well, yeah, he's a monk. Yeah. And he goes, do, do you want me to check the door? Or do you want me to check the door? Yeah, go ahead. I accidentally broke the handle on the other one. All right. He takes and moves up to the door and turns the handle and it opens. Moving into the room. No. Standing around the no, the door just, and it's and trying to be stealthy. That the creaking of the door of the door hinge is just deafening. Like it sounds like the loudest door hinge. Yeah, to the 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 sound of the door hinge is deafening, and he peeks his head around the corner and then steps back. I accidentally grabbed you. Steps back okay. ar around the corner and says, There are two with two more imps. Right. We'll wait for the others to gather. Alright. Um, and then I, I just focus draconic thoughts toward Tizzy and go, uh, There's four more of these little bastards to relay to Suka. Yep. So while she's relaying that right. Suka, Diff is going to, because Diff is the next in line in combat, Diff moves out here 15 feet, up here 15 feet, and stands semi at the ready. Um, after Diff is Ross, Ross goes on the head and... Uh, I hate it when I accidentally click on things that I didn't want to click on. Um, Ross is staying around this this corner and is readying an attack action in case something comes by. Um, he's he also does that whole foot planting stance, which by the by is also loud. So 
the two that are the four that are in here are automatically going to be like hey there, there's that sound again I'm gonna go check it out you know that whole thing um Chuck yeah. moves into the room about here thinks it's a good idea because uh when they walk into the room they'll just walk right into the center of death yes um Suka uh, I say hold down the spear And uh, I'm going to plant my hunter's mark on the first one that comes through the doorway. Whichever you decide that is. And you see Ross with his feet planted and Chuck holding out a spear, and I'm just sort of loosely holding my sword. Uh, hold on, I'm just gonna move Tizzy here for a second, just so I can use him as a measuring device. Okay. Um... By the by, if you wanna if you wanna do measurements, I'm uh, just letting you know. If you click and hold and it'll ping, you can move and do a ruler that way. Okay. But basically, if I you know uh, cast on a point like right here, basically I can fill this entire room with spiked growth. Spike growth? Yeah. Uh, okay, are you going to move Tizzy back to that other doorway? Oh, uh, yeah. Go on ahead and go to your cast of spike growth. Yeah. Uh, there's no roll for me to do. Um, just a 20-foot radius centered on the ground. Comes difficult terrain for the duration. When a creature moves into or within the area, it takes 2d4 piercing damage for every 5 feet it travels. And since it's difficult terrain, each space counts as 10 feet, so that's... No, it only takes up 10 feet of their movement, so in reality, they're still only moving 5. Okay, so... Yeah. First thing I'm thinking, like, does it double? Oh. No. It, it doesn't double, it's... They're moving five feet, but it takes them twice as long to move that five feet. Also, um, uh, it doesn't really matter since they're automatically in it when I cast a spell. So, yeah, I cast Spike Growth. All right. Center, 
clips that are like right about here, or at least to the point where uh, put it, it doesn't come anywhere within us. Yeah, put it. Go on ahead and put it wherever you want. That that is a twenty foot radius. Okay. Um, it's supposed to be controllable by characters. I put it out there to be is. so. There you go. Yeah, if you <laughs> if you want to rotate it, you can rotate it. I, I think I will. Mm. And the fun thing for me is, even though it's magical, difficult terrain, you're still unaffected by it. Yeah, as far as yeah, the difficult terrain part of it. it. I think I will keep it home. Just like that yeah. orientation. I thought, I thought it was going to be bigger, but that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't affect the imp, but it affects both of the assassins. Yep. It'll be difficult terrain. This is a 10-foot radius, so it's supposed to be twice the size. All right. It only goes out 10 feet to one side. Yeah, it... It's supposed to be four blocks on a side, so it'd be eight blocks wide. Okay, let's see. Yeah. That better? No, wait, that's... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, now he just needs to move it, so it's... Just right there. <laughs> Whoops. Yep. It, it's like crawling up the wall. <laughs> yes. Now... They're, now, in order for them to come towards us or to leave, they will take so much damage. Oh, boy. Yep, for them to move... One of the assassins uh, to move 15 I'm feet. I'm going to mention to both Chuck and Ross not to walk into the room, because I just made it a trap. And that's my turn. So All right. This requires my concentration. <laughs> and you move Tizzy around. What about your Drake? Uh, oh yeah, I will move. Um, actually, I don't have any bonus action spells for Tizzy, so Tizzy, I'll let Tizzy give the help action. Okay. Not, he's in the doorway, but not... Not on the, the spike place. growth. Alright. Yeah. Well, now it is the assassin's turn. There we go. And the drake is not doing stealth, so I'm pretty sure it was heard. Yeah. Well, <sighs> just remember, it's 2d4 damage for every 5 feet they, they move. Yep. Um... You hear the one that woke up say, what the bloody hell is this? And is there any kind of save? Um, no. No? The only save type thing is um, the thorns blend in naturally with whatever environment they're in. So they don't know it's a trap and they can't stop it because they're already in it. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, he's. Basically, it's like stepping on Legos. 
Yeah, he's going to... Infinite or D4s. No, it's infinite metal stone D4s. Well, is it for every 10 feet of movement they take damage? Uh, five. Yeah, 2D4. Every, fi so... every five feet? Yeah. Every five feet. Alright, so roll enough for 20 feet of movement. So, so that will be five, eight. 5, 10, 15, 20. So almost all my details. Yep. Oh, good lord. Uh, that's a lot of fours. All right. Twos and three. So that's five, four, eight. so 16, 20, 25 points of piercing damage as he steps on Legos. <laughs> no, he's stepping on the stone D forward because it said it blends in with the environment. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a little walking on Legos. Yep. So, I mean, it's like this has almost killed him already. He takes twenty-five damage, and he—he's not happy about it. It hurts, but he goes on ahead and moves in that direction. Yeah, his, his feet are bloodied. Um, he's going to make a two light, a light crossbow attack, or yeah, two light crossbow attacks against your Drake. That is a twenty-six right. to hit. Okay, uh, that hits. And 18 to hit. Um, I, actually, 18 does not hit. Okay. So. It sells over Chet's head. Yep. So. Like, it hits him, but it just plinks off the, uh, scaly armor. Yep. So, it takes five piercing damage, and again, you guys are still immune to poison for 24 hours, so... Yippee! Okay. okay. <laughs> it is now this next assassin's turn. He goes on ahead, moves, and is like, "Why does the ground hurt?" Gets behind the other assassin. Um, he only moved right. twelve feet, so that would be ten feet of of D four damage. Oh yeah. So eight piercing. Alright. He's gonna do the same thing. He's just gonna he he he's like How does a Drake make the floors hurt? He's going to go on ahead and make two ranged attacks against your Drake, a twenty one and a twenty three. Okay. Um both it. Okay. Uh he takes five and eleven damage. So that's sixteen damage in total of just piercing. Straight piercing. The imps take the imps take flight off the ground. I figured they were already flying. Oh no, um one of them was already flying, the one that's about to start charging out. The other one wasn't, but it like feels how the ground gets kind of spiky and up in the air. It's like hell no, I ain't dealing with that shit. So, let's see. 20 like I should Flipped on that dimwit. Yep. So fourteen feet of movement 
And it's small enough it flies out in between all of you. And <clears throat> I forgot to spend a key point on Ross because he was doing um his defensive thing. That is my bad. Go on ahead and spend that key point. You can point. do it now. Yeah. So the imp um seeing all the people around thinks Rost is an easy target and goes to take a a, a sting action against Rost as an 18 to hit that actually does hit Rost um takes Rost takes 4 uh piercing damage but I just need to remember that because Rost is about to do something funny. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hold on. There we go. Shard was having issues. But I need to do a strength check between Rost and uh, and the Imp because Rost does his whole thing of he gets stung and then he grabs the stinger and goes to throw the Imp down on the ground. You're about to choke slam a bitch. So that is a strength check of 10 for the imp. And a strength check of 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Because he, he's got an extra 2 um, strength because of his uh, weighted training. So an 11 beats a 10. The imp takes no damage, but is now pro is now prone in place. All right. Like the the imp is is now prone. Actually, I'm going to see if I can put a status on him. Add condition. Unhappy face. <laughs> to see if prone is available. Insert sad face. Yeah, no, there's no um, prone condition the attachment. circle on top of him. I'll just say he's prone. So it's prone. Um, Ross goes on ahead and takes that, what was it, four damage? Yeah, it was four yeah, damage. That's what you said. That's weird. It didn't calculate it. It won't calculate if you don't do full sign. Oh, no, it was doing it. It was just taking it out of his temps. Forgot he had full temps. Oh. Okay, so, yeah. Get it out of the wrong thing. Yeah. So... Imp is now prone. Other imp flies up to the to your Drake Suka and is going to uh, attack with its stinger. That is a fifteen. I'm pretty sure that misses. Yep. Yeah, not even close. All right, Lacera, it is your turn. Okay, uh, 
since it's right there, uh, the hunter's mark moves to it, and I'm just going to stab down at it with my sword. All right, it is hunter's marked, and you're going to stabby stab. Yep. Since it's prone, it's an advantage. It's an advantage. Yep. 28, that hits. And it's going to do that. Seven damage. Um, It spits up. Um, It spits up this kind of... It does nine. Oh, nine? Yes. It, I've got got another attack if it's still alive. Yeah, it is. It spits up a little bit of blood and starts like cursing at you in draconic, or not draconic in um, abyssal. Oh, remember you're still st- attacking a prone. Oh, okay, fifteen. Uh, fifteen hits. All right, go ahead and roll this, and then the rest of the damage. Alright, so another 18 points of damage. Okay. And just look down and say, you're dead. And you do. And then I just look over at Ross and say, so was it cussing? Um, Ross looks at you and says, you don't really want to know. I figured it was cussing. Because it knew it was about to die. I mean, it pretty much bisected it. It said something about your mother. Uh, I don't want to repeat it. Well, I mean, if you want, you could uh, whisper it to Diff, and he'd probably tell you if it's true or not. Oh, I, I doubt it was true. Um, and now it's actually Diff's, tr- Diff's turn. Um, Diff moves into the room, sees that there's not enough room for him to be in, moves back out of the room and around the corner. He, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll just wait here. Um, Rost... Settles back out of his out of that stance and goes, Well, if there's no reason to move in, I will remain here. And he just readies an attack action instead of that last action that he took. Um Chuck. Is there anything you want Chuck to do? Wait. Chuck has a, has a spear. He could throw yes, he it. He has a spear, sure. he can throw it. Sure. Chuck can throw a spear. Okay, uh Chuck's going to throw the spear at the imp. So he gra- takes... So that is a 13 for 13 damage. That kills this little imp outright. Um, the imp just like 
just burst into flame, and the the spear lightly smoldering. Yeah, the spear is lightly smoldering, and it, and it lands and skids past the first assassin. Um, seeing that success, he goes on ahead and grabs a second spear off of his back out of the four that he has, and tries to hurl it at one of the assassins. Yeah, hurl it at one of the assassins. And that is an 18. Eighteen does hit for fourteen damage. Ace. You see the assassin just get not really impaled, but like its shoulder. The assassin's shoulder gets grazed. <laughs> you hear him, you know, call out in pain. Suka, it's your turn. on the arm. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. What, what to do? To do. Um, I'll just step here. Um, I will... Yeah. Yeah. At the assassin uh, in the front. I'll target number nine. Alright, so the assassin in the front. So. Yeah, my daggers are insane. So, uh, 25 on the first hit and 28 on the second. Those both hit. Go on ahead and roll damage. Thirteen initial. Thirteen. Twenty-three total. All right, that's without the. That's without the poison damage, right? Uh, this one does not do poison, so. All right. Uh, my poison dagger and returning dagger are two different ones. All right. Well, he's hurting. Um. My Drake. Uh has wings, so it's going to fly over the thorns. Okay. Go over, and he will attack number 10, since he didn't get enough uh, thorny justice. Okay. (laughs) Did he fly far enough around the other assassin? Yeah, if he he stuck to the wall... He wouldn't be able to. All right, so th- if he flew, even if he flew diagonally, so yeah, I'd say you're still in that assassin's combat range. So all right, yeah, I'm still in combat yeah. range. So like, it's no fine. attacks of opportunity yet. Uh, yeah, but 19 on the die to hit. That hits. Uh, I'm gonna spend his reaction to deal an extra d6. 
which is it. Um, or, yeah, it's, if I use my reaction, it's 3d6. Damn. So, I add my proficiency bonus to damage. That's 19, 19, 20, 21 points of damage. All right. That hurt him. Not enough to get him bloodied, but it hurt him. <laughs> All right. And, um, Anything you want Tizzy to do or just kind of stick around? Uh, Tizzy will go in and... Um, you know what? Tizzy's going to attack that guy. Okay. Uh, number nine. Uh, with a poison sting attack. Alright. Tizzy, quit taking all my crits. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, the pseudo drag is the best fighter. Two fours. So, so. 20. Uh, That's 20 damage. No, 10. No, 10 damage. Because it's a. Oh, yeah, four sorry. And it's doubled. And he it, has plus two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, essentially so got max damage for the pseudo dragon. Alright. Uh, he needs to make a con save of like 11 or be poisoned. If he plays uh, five or more, then uh, he goes like paralyzed. All right. I mean, if he survived that 10 points. Uh, it's. Yeah. 20, piercing. That's a 22 save. Okay, so he is not poisoned. So, he uh, is not poisoned. Yeah, so, uh, that's my turn. <laughs> Alright. Um, that's my army of dragons. Yep, that, so... that assassin is going to attack your pseudo-dragon. Seeing as uh, it as a uh, I say no. yeah, see, seeing it as a as a pest, that is a twenty to hit. Uh, that hits for five damage. Okay, that cut into her temps. Um, how many temps does she have now? She had a total of 14. She almost died. I think she had 7 left on her temps. Yeah, so she's still at full health. Yeah, I'm trying to fix that. She got she has 3 temporary HP left. Yeah. For some reason I can't minus like health for my guys. Yeah, for some reason I'm trying to add temporary hit points to her and it's not working. Um, you, you just click the minus sign, and that's it'll flip I, back and that's forth. What I didn't what I didn't click. Oh, it it just now worked. Okay. Or no, that's uh what Scott did. 
my dude's supposed to be at, uh, the Drake's at 42, because it's 10 hit points got used up in the battle, uh, last time. Oh, it's supposed to be at 42? Oh, so let me subtract that way. Oh, wow. That was weird. Alright. Oh, wait, nope. I still have it wrong. It's okay. I'm keeping track of the Drake's health on my calculator. Alright. Down to 42. Alright. Uh, just remember, Tizzy has an extra five. Or an extra three temps, so... But besides that, seeing as how he realized that it did not, you know, kill it outright, he's going to make a second melee attack that's 19 to hit. Uh, that hits. For 9 damage. So Tizzy will take 6 outside of her temps. Okay, so temps are gone and she takes... Um... 6 points of damage. And still seeing that it's not dead because these guys have three melee attack actions. We'll attack again. 17 to hit. Uh, Alright, and that is a another six points of damage. No. So Tizzy's down to two. Tizzy's down to two. Tizzy's hurting. She's having problems staying in the air. Um, assassin... Contemplate landing on your Drake. Yep, Assassin 10 is going to make <clears throat> um, three attacks against your, your Drake. And also, since there's a companion in melee range, they're all at advantage. So that's a 25 to hit your Drake. And 11 to hit your Drake, I think that misses. Yeah. Very much. And a 15 to hit your Drake, I think that misses as well, doesn't it? Yeah. First strike lands, but the next two strikes just bounce off its scales. Okay, your pseudo dragon. No, they end up underneath. Your pseudo dragon takes five points of damage. And. Drake. The Drake. Or, yeah, the Drake. Yeah, the, the Drake takes five points of damage and. It doesn't, um, the, again, poison doesn't affect it because you guys had a hero's feast. All right, um, he's at 37. Okay. Whew. back to Lysera. Instead of, like, bending time to healing Tizzy, I might just re-summon her during a short rest. Yep. Lissara? I'm going to step just in front of Suka and I'm going to use some of those arrows that Chuck handed me that defound. Alright. They are just regular regular ass arrows. Oh, I know. If you could... Somehow push those guys. Uh, that would be. Sadly, cool. I don't have Lysander's strike bow. Okay. 
right. Uh, does a 14 hit? Uh, the 14 just misses. All right. Well, um... The assassin yeah, just, just kind of ducks underneath the arrow. Uh, just in case of a... Because I think this was actually my hunter's mark. Okay, well, still. Rather than the one that was underneath. Okay, well, you can still... seem to move it. Oh. There you go. You can just All barely right. see it, but it's there. Oh, that great. hits, and that's a crit. Go on ahead and roll damage. And 2d6. It's going to be 16 plus... 20, 22 damage. Alright. 16 plus 7, so that's 23 damage. 23. Well, regardless, that, that assassin takes the arrow to the center of his chest and falls over dead. The second assassin looks and is like, oh, oh crap. Yeah, you're, you're gonna die soon. Um, that that second assassin, just his reaction, yells out, You must finish it! They're, they're, you must finish it quickly! And he's yelling it just out, in general. Is there anything else you, or you did your action, your bonus action, and um, would you like to do any, like, spare movement to, uh, like, move back around a corner? Sure, because he might decide, well, why is it doing that? I don't know. Uh, I'll just get behind Chuck slightly, so that I still have bow line of sight for him with the bow. And I, I just look at him and go, yeah, you're, you're definitely going to die soon. Yep. Diff moves into the room as well. <clears throat> um, though he doesn't have clear line of sight from um, his vantage point. Um, Rost is going to again ready in action and stand by. Chuck Chuck doesn't want to let loose his last two spears. He's going to just wait. Um, he'll hold an attack action. But he's not really going to do anything much. Suka. Alright. Okay, let's see. Oh. Tizzy is not in melee with number nine. And that's a good thing. Tizzy's about to die. So Tizzy should come back out here. Um, technically, Tizzy is, because she's just one square away. Uh, Tizzy will disengage. Okay. Fly back in yeah. around the corner. Uh, I will yeah, land, land um, on Chuck and just sort of start lifting her wounds. Can I, I'm able to just drop concentration for free, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Uh, I drop concentration, run in, 
double shanky. It's poison um, dagger. Actually, I'm going to move there so I flank. And this is with my poison dagger. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one is a natural twenty, and the other is uh twenty-seven. All right. So here's the flat piercing damage. This is from both strikes. So, 22 piercing damage. Alright. And... Um... Is a constitution save to save from the poison? Uh, two con saves, because I hit him twice. Yep, a 17 and a 5. And so he passes one... Passes one and fails the other. So... Hold on. He has to take... 21d6 of poison. Yes. Should I even... So... Uh, I'd still roll it. I, yeah, so... 4... 5... 6... You can seven, roll... So You can roll in batches. So this is gonna be... This is uh, gonna be the uh, non-crit. the one he um, saved on. Another 27 poison halved. And so 27 halved is... 13. 13. Halved again is 6. They're resistant to poison. They have resistance to poison. Okay. Um, now here's the crit. Yep. Oh, God. That's a lot of <laughs> sixes and fives. Um, Alright, calculate it up and have it down. Okay. Or calculate it up and I'll have it. Alright. Uh, just grab all the sixes first. Okay, so 53 halved is 26. So he takes 26 damage. And um, you you sink the second dagger into him and he just kind of like starts foaming at the mouth and convulsing. When you pull the dagger back out, he just falls over and convulses until he dies. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. This, this kobold should not have this dagger. <laughs> <laughs> she does, so uh, five, it's ten, fun. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Alright, so back around that corner? Yeah, that's for the drake. And I'm on my way back. Um, I also pick up Chuck's thrown spear, and uh, I'll toss it to him. Back to him. I'll toss it back to him. All right. Um, just for the heck of it, roll a d20. Uh, twenty. One. Okay, um, I'm going to need you to... I was rolling down the stairs. No, I'm going to need you to roll 2d6. And what is your dexterity? Uh, oh, your dexterity plus bonus? Five. Okay, so plus 2d6 five. plus 5. So, 8. 8. Alright, you, you do a nice overhand throw to Chuck... You know, th thinking that he'd be able to catch it, he wasn't. He wasn't really paying attention. He was kind of scanning the room, and then suddenly, and looks over and sees his own spear in his shoulder. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, um, Suka will shriek and scream. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he, I thought you were looking. He takes and pulls it out of his shoulder. It's not that deep. It was enough to stick into his armor and just pierce his skin. You see a little trickle of blood. And he looks up and goes, uh, It's all right. Just don't don't throw the other one. Just bring it to me. I will just simply pick up the other one. And... <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> with, with, with the skill she, she around you. She... Like, the scales around your look, face she's just are like throwing daggers, lighter. not not um spears. So. Mostly because it's almost your entire length. <laughs> All right, so um, I, I could ride the thing like a boomstick. Yeah. So um, we're back on Lissera's turn. Lissera, what are you doing? Is Tizzy like just sitting on the ground right now? Currently, uh, Tizzy. Yeah. Well, currently, Tizzy yeah, is okay. sitting on the ground, licking deep wounds, and her right wing looks pretty torn up. All right, I'm just gonna go ahead and gently pick her up, and while I'm holding her, I am going to cast Cure Wounds at. Yeah, I'll go ahead and cast it at. Uh, what was her total HP? Uh, 14. Okay, I'll cast it at second level. That way I'm not gonna waste it. Alright, go on ahead and uh, give me a roll on that. Okay. Alright, it's... Those, that chip HP plus... combined with Tizzy's like Tanking, slight tankiness for a pseudo dragon just really like pushed her over the edge. I did not expect her to handle two attacks. 
Yeah, like, she should have died in those two attacks. At least she ate from the Eurus so the poison didn't get her. Yeah. If the poison wouldn't have got her, she would have been toast. It would have been like one hit, she's gone. Alright. Just pops like a bit. Nine. Okay, so that is going to be nine plus three. So she gets back a total of twelve while I'm right. holding her in my that hand. That gets her to max? Yeah, that gets her all the way back. That gets her all the way back to max health. You see the winged yeah, men. I, I'm just sort of gently holding her in my hands. You, you see the like, weight, like you pick her up baby. and you can you can feel like the blood on your hands, and yeah. um, you see her kind of wince and hiss and almost start to snap at you, and then your hands glow, and she stops and kind of looks around and looks at your hands and looks at her body, and you see the the cuts you know, just mend themselves. The the scratches just disappear from her body and the her wing mends back that together. That was on my hand is back inside her body where it belongs? Yes. And I just lightly rub her head and say, you feel better, baby? She licks your face. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... Just sort of holding her and petting. You officially befriended my pseudo-dragon. Yep, you get a... You get a <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm just gently holding her in my hands and just, you know, rub, rub, rubbing her. Just gently petting her. Yep, you get a mental projection of gratitude. Happiness. No, of gratitude. So, um, is there anything else you would like to do? Uh, you still have uh, movement. You have bonus. So where do we want to go next? Through the doorway of that hall or through one of the other doorways in the Great Hall? Um, there's actually a doorway back in here. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Do we want to go through that doorway or do we want to go through one of the other two? Okay, that'll be on your turn. Um, Lissera, are you going to move or are you just going to stand there? Alright. Uh, since Suka has said she'll take a peek through that doorway, I'm going to go ahead and sidestep past the drake whilst carrying Tizzy and head up to here and just see if I can uh, open whatever doors here. Okay. You say you're still carrying Tizzy? Yeah, I'm just sort of like lightly petting her, scratching her scales. Okay, when you get up to that door, you hear this low like almost a humming thrumming chant in a language you don't know. Um, and Does you... Does it sound like the imp? No, it sounds like a whole bunch of guys. And, no, I meant language. Huh? The, the language does not sound like what the imp was cussing at me. It, it does, actually. But it, okay. do, it, doesn't, it doesn't sound like, um, you know, as raspy and high-pitched as what the imp was putting out. It's 
Sounds like it's coming from the tongues of men. Okay. And you hear one in the background, no, one voice that's actually speaking out in common. Okay. And it says, no, it, what was it? And it says, the sacrifice of the blue shall now be rendered. And you hear just this loud fire bursting sound in the room. And I tell Tizzy to head back to Supil while broadcasting. Uh, I think I found him. Uh, Tizzy doesn't even need to move because I easily. I, I just ask her. Yeah, that's what I said, just to have her broadcast. Uh, I think I found him. Yeah, Diff goes on ahead and moves up with you and stands next to the door. Um, Rost goes on ahead and and actually sticks around Suka in case Suka will, and if Su, when Suka goes to move he'll just use the rest of his movement to follow um, Chuck is indecisive what do you want Chuck to do um, I'll have him head towards the main door because since they pretty much found the main chamber might as well just burst through there alright He's the back of the spearhead. Yeah. Suka, what are you doing? Um, I'm gonna use my action to cast armor of Agathys on myself. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna use my last third level slot for that. So I gain 15 temp HP. Um, five, so five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. 15, 20, 25, 30. And can I spend a charge on my amulet? Since, uh, it, it requires a bonus action to cast. And we're technically not in combat again yet. Yes. Alright, I'm going to put it on my Drake, so as a bonus action, he can use um, a Dragon Breath. So he has multiple attacks, I have multiple attacks, everyone's got attacks. So you're using it on your Drake? Yes. Yeah. Okay, making sure. I'll keep that in mind. What, what flavor of Breath weapon are you giving him this time? Apple. Um, yes. Apple flavored um, Breath weapon. It's, it's whatever Breath weapon... Um, suits him whenever he needs it. Okay. That's the way it works. Alright. And that's my turn. Alright. Lissera, we're back up to the top with you. And I just say, um, so, are we ready to bust some heads? I am more than ready. Vengeance. I will be mine. Okay. Um, right as you're saying that, you say, La no, you hear from the other side, lastly, the red shall f burn eternal. <laughs> and you hear the chanting rising. I'm just going to, since I finally remembered I have these ogre gloves on, I'm just going to... Um, punch 
right between the two doors, see if it um, bursts them open. Okay, these doors are stone, so. Oh, never mind. You, you can uh, you can mind. always you can always try. You, you never know. You can always try. I, I'm just gonna. I'm I'm just gonna shove it. Um, and Ross is writing the rest of his movement for when you open that door. Yeah, I, I'm just going to sh- shove the door All as right. hard as I can. Give me a strength check with your with your gauntlets of ogre strength. That's a crit. 24 and that's a crit. You take and the doors just explode open. And what you actually realize is... These doors are set to slide up into the ceiling, and yet you just explode them outward, revealing the main chamber. Is it, do the doors hit anybody? No. Um, it's it's Aww. not like they explode off of hinges or anything. No, it's like you just reduce them to... Um, oh, they, they turned into rubble? They turned into, into rubble. Flying shrapnel? Just shrapnel? flying shrapnel. Um... Before you, you see four, no, five robed fingers, one of them standing above the body of your cousin. Cousin. And she is unconscious. <laughs> right as you do that, Rost charges into the room. You know, being stupid, I guess. <laughs> and assumes a fight. I'm the only average intelligence kobold I know. Yep. Stop. Like, stop average it. humanoid, I know. Stopping there, he, you know, settles into a stance and says, I will defeat you for my people. I will destroy. And the one at the top goes, the final sacrifice has arrived, pulls up his dagger and chucks it. Time seems to slow. The dagger just end over end over end. And you see Rost drop his weights on his arms and clap his hands together and misses. The dagger lands squarely in his forehead. As he falls backwards, you know, his draconic blood just kind of spraying through the air. You see the dagger glow and then a a almost bluish, whitish substance comes out of it and floats into the the blue flame at the front of the room. Rost is officially dead. His soul is no longer in his body. Um, with with that, all six, all six fi- or yeah, all six fires burst up to the ceiling and start charring the ceiling. As hold on, as your cousin slowly rises unnaturally into the air and then settles back down, you see. Her look left, look right, look at her own hands, flex them, and goes, Good. It is nice to be in a new body. And you see two more spectral arms, or two more spectral sets of arms come out of her, out from behind her shoulders. What do you do? Um, 
What do you do? That's what I'm looking at. <laughs> well, while you're contemplating, she takes a moment on the the central dais that she's on, takes and steps down from it and stands before before it beckoning the other the other one to follow around the side so that he can get in more of a better position looks at all of you standing in the doorway and goes yes I can use more servants kneel before Sarathel or be destroyed and now we truly enter the last initiative Alright, you said it is my turn, correct? It is it is actually Sarathel's turn first. Um, she takes and raises her arms outstretched, which you've seen something like this before from Kira, and drops her daggers to the ground. When they hit the ground, this circle of blades shows up around her in a forty foot radius. And then she takes her hands over over the daggers and calls them back to her and then settles back into a fighting stance. Alright, I am going to... Sarah cast management on what appeared to be Kira. So he gets to do a charisma save. Hold on. Edit. I accidentally made it too big. It's actually supposed to be only 30 feet and centered around her. Alright. Um, you're wanting to do what? Banishment. Banishment? Okay, what's the save? DC 16. Uh, charisma. Charisma? Yeah. 13. Um, she goes... You see her start to fade, and she goes, No! And she suddenly comes back. She used one of her legendary resistances. Such bullshit. It's kind of cool because she has she has legendary resistances. She just made her use one. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to do? 
You still have your hunter's mark. Then I'm just going to move my hunter's mark to her. Okay. She is hunter's marked. Let's see about sending this to. No, there's and no way I can send it to the back. Back just a little because I, I was right at the edge of the uh, the radius. Yeah. All right. I, I, I danced back from one of the blades popping up near my foot. Yep. And since Tizzy's in my arm, she needs to move back too. Yep. At this point, she's probably on my shoulder if Suka hasn't called her back. Yep. Yeah, I'll just have Tizzy on your shoulder. Alright. Diff, Diff moves over. I don't want him to be on top of Tizzy. I'm just going to move Tizzy over onto Lissera. That's fine. Um, Diff moves over, levels a crossbow at Sarathel, and is going to do, <sighs> um, two shots on her, just trying to. hit. That's a 23 and a 29. Just had to check something. Yeah, they both hit. They do 10 and 11 damage respectively. Let's see. So... Five. Alright. Um. When the. When the. Arrows oh, hit. You have to two con saves. For what? I'm pretty sure that spell you ca had her cast is a concentration spell. Yes. Um. She only takes. No, she's only taking. A little bit of the damage. It seems that it hurt Kira more than it hurt her. And two con saves. Alright. That is a pass and a pass. She passes both. Diffed after that takes a step back over around this corner. And looks over at Ulysses and goes, does your cousin do this all the time? Sarathel's asking me if... No, Diff is asking you, does your cousin do this all the time? Because by some kind of infernal creature? No. Alright. Next is... Next is late, yes, but... The, the infernal creatures, no. Yep. Um, next is Chuck. Chuck is going to be like, you know, seeing the death of Rost and knowing that Rost meant something to Suka, he's going to just blindly charge in like an idiot. 
Um, entering, oh. entering the range of the spell. Uh, let's see. Um, he needs to make a DC 17 dexterity save. Shall I roll for him? Since sure, go on. Go on ahead and roll for him. I'm gonna use the blue dice. And it is a plus two. Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay, so he takes half of oh, no. 2d6 plus 3. So that's... He takes 7 damage from these daggers that... They seem to come briefly out of the ground and strike him all at once. And... Yeah. It, it's, it's not good. So seven damage. Yep. So he goes on ahead and takes two attack ac or three attack actions against um, Sarathel. That is a twenty-one that hits, a twenty-four that hits, and a twenty-one that hits for. He's using two hands. Fifteen, fourteen, and sixteen. So. Open up a calculator here. So that was fifteen, fourteen, and sixteen. And he doesn't have any magical weaponry, so that damage is halved. He ta she takes 22 piercing damage. And she has to do three con saves. Yep. And that would be... A 15, a 16, and a 14. Yeah. So that would be 10, 10, and 10. She has to pass three, 10 constitution. No. It, it's based on the damage dealt, not the damage inflicted. No, it's based on the damage dealt halved. Or ten. That's the way it is. So. Okay. Okay. And okay. Well, on the first one, she lost it, so. <laughs> the room is now clear of those daggers. He. Um. <laughs> Chuck turns around and says. No, turns around and yells, Get in here! The fighting is good! And Suka, is your turn next. Okay, um... Since Ross was, like, the last of her, like, actual clan... Blood family? Yeah. Like, because the way Cobalt works... He could have been, like, her actual cousin or half-brother or whatever. Yes. Um, regardless, she is Her third good, cousin so. four times removed. Yeah, so five, ten, fifteen, twenty. I don't suppose she got revivify. Thirty. Uh, I don't have revivify. 
That and currently his soul is feeling one of those fires. Um. Did I see what fire his soul went into? Uh, the blue one that is right here. I'm gonna throw my dagger returning at it. As hard as I can. Okay. Go on ahead and do that. Not that chill. Uh, 27. 27. Alright, roll damage. It is an inanimate object. So it's only got 10 hit points. So, 11 piercing damage. Alright. With that, you take and knock it over. Oh. There you go. You take and knock it over. And... Sarathel screams out in rage. Oh. And you I see think I know what I think I know how to fix You it. see one of the corporeal arms dissipate completely. As you it's see another torch. Hold on, as you see like a whole bunch of this just these white things just float off into the ether and one of them floats over and starts circling Ross's body. Dagger is still firmly in his forehead. Um, I'm a, with my dagger returning, automatically returning to me, uh, I'm going to throw it at this one now. Okay, go on ahead and roll an attack roll. Seventeen plus fifty. <laughs> Need I say more? Yeah, it hits. Uh, let's see. Eleven damage again. Only this time instead of rolling two threes, uh, I rolled a two and a four. All right. Um, you knocked the second one over. Same thing, and another one of her arms dissipates. All right, here we go. Uh, Tizzy's gonna give. Uh, Lacera advantage with the help action. Drakey boy, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. Yeah, he's gonna stop right there. Um, bonus action, um, like, how do you, is it right Yeah, this way. 15-foot cone of lightning. All right, cone? Just all, just everything in front of him this way is going to get hit. Yeah. Both torches and so, all three of those guys. Yeah. Of lightning, so you say? They all, yeah, yeah, lightning damage. So they all need to make dex saves. You said a 15-foot cone? Yeah. That's the special thing about Dragon's Breath. It's always a cone, regardless of, like, flavor. Whatever. But it needs to angle more. I can, yeah, I can rotate it. Oh, uh, yeah. There yeah. You go. Yeah, it hits everything. So. Yeah. 
3d6, and they all have to make a deck save against my uh, spell DC. <laughs> Alright. So? Is, uh, nice bats, That's a uh, 16. Okay, a fail. A fail. And a fail. All three of them fail. Alright, uh, they all take 12. And, and both torches automatically fail. I'm so I'm guessing 16 lightning damage to the braziers as well. Yeah. All right. Um, inanimate objects they auto fail. Yeah, but the braziers are made out of metal, and so all they do is arc and and sputter. Okay. Um, um what what you did um to both of those braziers was knock them over. Their okay. their content spell out. You do you do see two charred hearts laying on the ground. One of them, one of them red, and one of them blue. Um, when she can, she's definitely gonna retrieve the blue one later. Okay. Because uh, Rosalia was a blue dragon, hence the blue heart. Yes. That's just... what you're probably thinking is that is Rosalia's heart. All right. Um, the Drake is going to knock over uh, the Brazier next one. All right. 19 plus my proficiency bonus and his attack mod. That hits. A lot. Yeah, the 19 was enough to hit it. Alright. Um, you knock that brazier over and it is a green dragon heart that falls out of that one. And you see another one of the corpor- incorporeal arms just fade. Alright. Right. I was uh, totally it's... whipping it with like throwing a dagger at the brazier but apparently I guessed right. Yeah. Uh, is it dips or next? Um, Diff has already taken his turn, so okay, next. Uh, if, if it's me, I'm just gonna. No, it's not you. It's all the assassins and Sarathel. Okay. This assassin moves into Suka. This assassin moves into Chuck. This assassin moves into the Drake Companion. This assassin moves into Chuck. This assassin moves into the Drake Companion. Oh boy. So. Suka. I dare this bastard to hit me. Oh, uh, he's going to. Um. Uh, sixteen. Uh, no, he, actually, without the armor, it wouldn't have. Uh, a sixteen does not hit me. Okay, an eighteen. Um, my AC is eighteen. All right, so that does I hit. Armor of Agathis up. Armor of Agathis doesn't add defense, it just does damage to your opponent that hits you. Um, so y- you take seven slashing damage, you are immune to the poison, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, what damage does this idiot take? Uh, 
Hey, Suka, you're muted. Uh, he takes 15 cold. 15? Wow. Owie zowie. Alright, and this one's going to attack Chuck. Um, he has advantage on the attacks because Chuck is engaged with an enemy. So that is a 14 to hit. What is Chuck's AC again? Uh, Chuck 16. AC is me. 16. So Ch that misses Chuck. At advantage. That is 20. That does hit Chuck. So, oh, I hit the wrong thing. Not that one. So Chuck takes nine points of slashing damage. And this other assassin that is attempting to hit Chuck. That is a 19 that hits. And a 24 that hits for nine and four damage. So that's 13 damage to Chuck. And these two other assassins are going to swing at your Drake, Suka. Okay. Uh, so that is a 17 to hit. Uh, miss. And that is a 20 to hit. That's a hit. All right. Uh, your pseudo dragon takes nine damage. Or not pseudo dragon, your Drake, Drake takes nine damage. And so the other should be at like yeah that. Yep, the other assassin is going to attempt to attack. That is a crit, and an eleven that does not hit. Oh, I forgot to do this with Chuck. Um, because they are assassins, they do get sneak attack if they are within striking. Yeah. So Chuck takes an additional 20. Ow. Alright, so your pseudo-dragon was... Or not your pseudo-dragon. I keep saying Drake. that. Your Drake was hit... Drake. Your Drake was only hit once. So yeah. he takes five more damage and 21 um, sneak attack damage. Sneak attack. So that's 26 damage to your Drake. He's on 2 HP. Yep. Uh, I'm not too worried. And then um, Sarathel <sighs> looks, looks at the situation, smiles, and disappears from the location she's at. And reappears right behind Lysera. Luckily, Tizzy is giving the help action, so Tizzy's like, behind you! Yep. Um, she doesn't even have to say yep. anything because I turned sword in hand. Yep. Um, she can teleport 120 feet to an unoccupied space that she can see. And she's going to... Let's see. I'm gonna. 
I just need to roll a d6 just to see. Okay, yeah, no, doesn't recharge. Um, she goes on ahead and does three attacks at you with her with her daggers. That is a crit, 29, a 17, and a, tw and a 28. All, all three of those hit. All right. So... And you need to move the hunter's mark up at contour. Yeah. She's still hunter's mark, yes. Um, so she does... 13 damage... Um, actually, critical hit. She does 21 damage on the first hit. 10 damage on the second hit. And 11 damage on the third. It's, uh, you said 21. It's, uh... 21, and... 10, and 11. I'm 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 taking them out of your HP already, so don't worry about it. Yep. Did you remove any? Yeah, I ex add eleven more. Okay, because I'm trying to remember exactly. Yeah, that should be the right amount. And she is now standing behind you smirking she whispers it in, should be 71 it should be 71 all right i'll go on yeah, ahead and so add it, that that's why i said all right um as she stabs you like one compor in the incorporeal arm has a incorporeal dagger in it and it sinks into you and takes the other two arms and sinks them into your sides pulls you close and whispers into your ear you could never save her. And now she's mine. And then she disengages all three daggers and stands back. Lucera, it's your turn. Damn! Yeah, I'm going to take a look at something. Okay, um... Hi, this is Scott. Thank you for listening to Arcosaur D&D on your podcast platform of choice. So, while we have this break, uh, please feel free to go to our website, ArcosaurTT.com, and check out any kind of merch or games that we currently have on our website. And, uh, yeah. Have a good break. We'll be back in a bit. 